Hey there, I'm Lake Miller. I'm here with Emma Scoville and Kayla Kingston. Welcome to Gym City Diversity, a podcast where we talk about diversity and inclusion in the Dayton area. We are from the National Conference for Community and Justice of Greater Dayton, or NCCJ. NCCJ works in the Miami Valley to increase understanding around the topics of diversity and inclusion. This season, we are diving into discrimination in Dayton. Today's episode is on LGBTQ plus equality in Dayton. So we want to start by talking about the pride marches that take place every year in Dayton and really, I think, amazingly to me, began over 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. In 1976 was when these uh, these marches began here in the city and really have grown a rich, rich um, culture of LGBTQ diversity in our city. For sure. Yeah. Did you go to pride this year, Lake? Um, I did not go to Dayton's this year, but yeah. I went to other prides in the city. But I've been to Dayton several times, and to me, it is such a powerful moment of everyone coming together in this city and celebrating these individuals. Yeah, I went to um, Pride in D.C. this summer. Kayla was actually there with me, and it was my first time going to a Pride parade. And it was like, it's very eye-opening and a cool experience for me to kind of experience it and be there as an ally. Absolutely. Yeah, so Dayton, such as any other place that has Pride, it's such a celebration of love. You know, Mm -hmm, I love being in that space. Um, just because you're surrounded by people who are caring, people who are like-minded, um, people who want to make sure that equality is met across the board. So Dayton is not unique in the fact that we have one of these pride celebrations, but ours is really such a celebration where the entire community comes together um, to fight for equality. For sure. And that was kind of a theme in the research that we were doing about the community coming together and seeing some really great organizations that we have here. Yeah, so to be honest, you know, growing up in Dayton, I knew that Dayton had a lot of things going for them when it came to LGBTQ plus equality. But until we did this research, I honestly did not know the depth of what was going on. And not only the depth, but how wide reaching that was, how many people knew about it, how many awards the city was receiving Mm -hmm. and perfect scores. And um, it's really amazing. And honestly, I'm, I'm very happy to see that that's the case. For sure. So if we want to start off with some of those awards, um, I think one of the the one I was most surprised by was in 2015 Advocate magazine ranked Dayton as the number one queerest city in America out of unexpected cities. So it didn't take into account San Francisco, New York, stuff like that. So they looked at cities with populations of over 100,000 and how they calculated the score was they divided the population um, to they calculated score they got you got one point for the following things for um trans inclusive non-discrimination ordinances pink pistol chapters which is a gay gun club pro equality islamic house of worship gay retirement communities lgbt friendly jewish temples and tours of broadway shows wicked the book of mormon and kinky boots so they added all that together and divided it by your population and didn't ended up as number one which was crazy yeah and i i love that last one the broadway tours you know yeah. these, these factors that may tie in may have some correlation um so dayton had the following in those categories um dayton had performances of both the book of mormon and wicked um they have a transgender inclusive non-discrimination ordinance we have lgbt nightlife um for example club mask lgbt outdoor recreation groups such as out and about dayton 
Um, and the last point was that Dayton came together in times of crisis, um, such as when there was the suicide of teen Layla Alcorn. Yeah, so when they added all of that up together, we ended up as number one. And when I was doing the research, I was really interested as to why Wicked was one of the um, shows that they chose to calculate for because I've seen Wicked before and there's not any um, specific mentions or people who identify as LGBT in the show but doing kind of talking to people and doing the research it seemed to be more of a um, unwritten sort of thing going throughout the show interesting yeah Um, so honestly you know the title the queerest unexpected city in America is quite an awesome title for yeah. Dayton to hold. You know, I don't think that many of our residents are aware that that is the case. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's really an amazing thing that we were able to do in 2015. And I think a lot of those same trends are continuing, maybe without the title. Yeah. Um, but a lot of those same things are, are happening and possibly even increasing, really. Yeah. So um, another kind of score and data that we can get into is the human rights campaigns municipal equality index so what they do is they create a score every year that and they examine issues of importance to the lgbtq community but it's also a template for a city to use in measuring its inclusivity to all groups of people which is what um carrie gray the director of commission and the mayor's lies into the lgbt community said and so um, Dayton has received a perfect score in 2018, and, fo- and um, they also received perfect scores in 2016, 2015, and 2014. I didn't find any data on 2017, but I have no reason to believe that if we had gotten a perfect score all those other years, we wouldn't have gotten one then. Yeah, so um, in 2016, Dayton was one of only 60 cities um, that got that, and um, took one of 60 cities to get that perfect 100 points. So in Ohio, that included Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. So kind of um, some of those large city Mm -hmm. hubs going on in this city received those 100 points. So really when we're looking at the state and really the nation in general, Dayton is raking very high. Oh, for sure. Which again was something that I wasn't expecting to see when I first um, started doing this research for this episode. Yeah, and so here's a quote from Nam Whaley that makes me really proud that this is one of the, you know, this is the mayor of Dayton. Mm-hmm. She said, quote, Dayton is one of only 60 cities nationwide to earn 100 points. This year, Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati are the only Ohio cities to receive this rating, which reflects not only our inclusion of the LGBT community in Dayton's success, but also inclusion of everyone in Dayton's success. Really furthering that point that for Dayton, equality is focus equality mm-hmm. is a priority for sure and you can kind of see that in the different ordinances that the city has passed so in 2007 the Dane City Commissioners passed a gender orientation anti-discrimination ordinance in 2012 Dayton approved its domestic partner registry and then this past year Dayton has banned conversion therapy on minors which I think is really huge that they would do something like that yeah all really major things and For us in this modern time with marriage equality, domestic partnerships don't take as important of a role. Mm -hmm. But before the Supreme Court voted and there was marriage equality, having a domestic partnership was really an important thing. There were a lot of rights that came for LGBTQ couples with having a domestic partnership. Things as simple as um, if my partner is in the hospital and I have a domestic partnership, I have the right to go and be with them. If I don't have a domestic partnership, 
I don't have rights in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, things involving housing, all of these things. So by adopting this early, it really made Dayton a more equal place for individuals who did not have the right to marry. Yeah. So it was really huge that Dayton was able to pass and have their domestic partner registry. Absolutely. And passing policies relating to conversion therapy, wonderful, absolutely great. It boggles my mind that that's not a national, national ordinance policy, yeah. that you can't do conversion therapy. Um, but however, I'm glad that Dayton is taking a stance against that. Yes, I agree. So one last award that we saw in Dayton um, is Dayton was ranked number nine for most friendly places for LGBT people to retire um, by senioradvice.com in 2019. So um, a quote from the site says, Dayton prides itself on being an open and accepting community. Um, our diversity is one of our greatest strengths in the LGBT community is a welcoming and contributing part of life in Dayton. That's what, El that's what Mayor Nan Whaley said um, relating to this issue and was quoted by senioradvice.com. So again, we're seeing that this is becoming a safe community for these individuals. There's mm -hmm. things that are being done to make LGBTQ people feel welcome in our space. Um, and as we know, retirement is one of those areas that is that is difficult for LGBTQ individuals, especially as you get to the point that you may be entering a nursing home. Yeah, one thing that um, Dayton recently did in February was the Dayton and Montgomery County, they launched a new program called the LGBTQ Health Initiati Initiatives, and that the program is to inform, educate, and empower people to understand the impact of health disparities in the LGBTQ community. So this past February, they hosted a conference for local lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender residents focusing on aging specifically. And so they have found that older LGBTQ people may hide their identity when receiving services. So this conference was all about finding a way to end this and work together to end bias, discrimination, stuff like that, so that they can receive proper care while being open and honest about who they are. And so some of the topics that they focused on were affordable senior living, transgender aging, hospice care, and social security. Yeah. Um, so now we're, while we're looking at this, I want to kind of shift a little bit um, and look at why it's so important to be having these policies in place, to have mm -hmm. these cultures taking place. Um, so let's look at suicide real fast. Okay. So suicide on a national scale, um, LGB, so lesbian, gay, bisexual youth, are almost five times as likely to have attempted suicide compared to heterosexual youth, right? Mm -hmm. Again, reemphasizing why it's so important to have these policies in place. In a national study, 40% of transgender adults reported having made a suicide attempt. 40%, so that's wow. enormous, mm -hmm. right? Um, now, when we look at supportive environments, LGBT youth who come from highly rejected families are 8.4 times um, as likely to attempt suicide as compared to LGB peers who reported no levels of family rejection, okay? Mm -hmm. So, and these are all quotes from the Trevor Project website. So when we're looking at this, right, if we are creating an environment where people feel equal, where people feel yeah. safe and taken care of, we start to see these statistics go down immensely, right? Yeah, as we for looked sure. at 8.4 times as likely if you come from a family who rejects you or is giving you some sort of issue relating to your gender identity mm -hmm. or sexual orientation, um, as we start to make this place safe and make this um, place inclusive, those numbers start to, to shrink and those individuals are hopefully having a much easier time in life. So 
Dayton has really done a lot of things to make this area safe. Now, clearly, there's some items that are going to take more of a culture shift, yeah. are going to take more mm-hmm. time, um, but there's big leaps being made in this front. For sure, yeah. So the other item I want to talk about, you know, while we have all of these great things going on, I do want to address the fact that there is safety concerns. There yeah. is um, emotional well-being issues when it relates to, to LGBTQ individuals. Um, I was at a session the other day where someone was saying, you know, still to this day, you can't walk down at Riverside Metro Park holding hands with your um, same-sex partner without fear of repercussion or without fear of somebody coming up and saying something. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who is um, who's heterosexual, I don't have to think about that. Right. I, I'm not considering that that's happening. Um, while all of these things are great on paper, there's certainly still work that needs to be done as far as the general culture of the right. community. I, yes, I definitely agree. But each one of these things, I think, very much contributes to that culture shifting. Right. Like, as we see um, more organizations popping up that are helping with um, inclusion and diversity and just equality and getting people to understand that um, people in the LGBT community are no different than anybody else and that just being accepting, we'll see sort of culture shifts to start happening. Yeah. So let's talk about what's that's a great segue to talk about what's available here in Dayton, the Mm -hmm. great things happening in Dayton. And the first one that I want to talk about that has a great presence is the Ruby Grills, um, a drag comedy troupe. Um, They started in the 1980s, and they have now not only put on amazing shows throughout the Dayton and Miami Valley communities, um, but they've raised over a million dollars for HIV and AIDS um, in LGBT-related charities. A million dollars. That's so much money, and it's so cool that a group from our city can raise that much money for such an important cause. Yeah, so I want to read the mission of the Ruby Girls. Mm -hmm. It says, quote, The mission of the Ruby Girls is to see an end to HIV AIDS and to end discrimination and an end to intolerance and injustice. We look forward to a day when everyone can live a more fulfilling life while being the person they were born to be. Have you ever been to one of the Ruby Girls performances? I have not. I have heard of them and know a bit about them because there was a student in my class who went and interviewed a couple of them and then came back and had written an article for our class. So I had learned about them sophomore year, but I've never seen one of their shows. Yeah, so I actually, um, my first time seeing the Ruby Girls perform was after Yellow Springs Pride. Mm -hmm. Um, They went to Peaches in Yellow Springs and put on a show. And honestly, my biggest takeaway from that show was just the environment in the show. People happy to be who they are. Um, People celebrating you know, mm-hmm. that they are LGBTQ, celebrating um, love and equality. And it was probably one of the most safe and inclusive places I've been yeah. with an amazing show going ba- going mm-hmm. on in the background. So um, really, they are amazing. And I think every time that they put on a performance, even, they are spreading this word and spreading the message in um, and making this a more normalized conversation. Yeah, and so if anybody uh, hasn't gone but wants to, they're going to be doing a show on November 30th called The Show Must Go On. And so admission is restricted to guests 21 plus um, with proper identification. So just make sure you're of age. But that's a great opportunity to go and see them live and in action. Absolutely. So other things going on in Dayton um, that I think contributes to this sense of equality mm-hmm. Um, we have four different gay bars, Club Masks, Stage Door, Musical Bar, 
um, the right corner in MJ's on Jefferson. Um, Club Mask, in fact, was rated as one of the best gay bars by Out Magazine in 2013. A pretty impressive title to For hold. For sure, yeah. Um, I have friends who absolutely love Mask. I've not yeah, been same. yet. Um, it is on my short list um, to go to. But really a lot of great items in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, other wonderful resources in our community, um, we have Equitas Health here. Um, Equitas, again, is working towards HIV AIDS um, issues, but also one thing that's really cool about Equitas um, is they just provide healthcare in an equal sense, right? They yeah. provide a place where LGBTQ and any other individuals can come get healthcare and not worry about is this person going to say something to me? Is mm-hmm. this going to be a hostile environment? Um, I was talking to someone from Equitas and they said, for a lot of LGBTQ youth, even just getting your teeth cleaned can be a major hassle with fear, um, with all of that kind of you know hatred that goes yeah. on in society uh-huh. and in the cultures. They are able to create a really safe place um, for LGBTQ and any other individual to come and get medical care, as well as providing education around those needs. That's really interesting because um, one thing we'll talk about later is the... Um, Greater Dayton LGBT Center, and they put out a list that lists um, a bunch of LGBTQ-friendly uh, um, organizations, and one of them was actually a dentist. And so I had I didn't, had never really thought about going to the dentist as being something that could potentially be um, a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. The dentist in any medical establishment um, can definitely be an issue for those individuals. So other amazing things that happen in Dayton, we have the Dayton LGBT Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, this last year, it was from the 10th of October to the 13th of October. Um, it's been around for a little over a decade um, and brings um, close to 200 feature length and short films to our wonderful city. Um, this year, it was hosted at the Neon, and I guess this last year was its 14th year. So. We definitely look forward to that again next year. Mm -hmm. Again, each of these items is continuing to normalize this topic and continuing to push the culture forward. Yeah, and a lot of these events that we have talked about or will talk about all took place in October because October is LGBTQ History Month. So that's kind of why a lot of these events have been held in October. Absolutely. So also looking, I think, on a a more city, county-wide scale, Um, Public Health of Dayton and Montgomery County has launched um, a LGBTQ health initiative um, to help inform, educate, and empower people to understand the um, impact and health disparities of the LGBTQ community. Um, Really, I think a terrific thing that the county is doing um, to, again, normalize the conversation, but also to spread education, to Mm -hmm. help shape the health systems of our county, um, to make it more equitable and fair for LGBTQ individuals. Right. And then one other organization that we have here is the Dating Gay Men's Course, which was founded in 2004. And despite the name, you don't have to be gay to join the choir, but you must have a passion for singing and being part of a gay-affirming community. And their mission statement is, we sing to inspire, encourage, and sustain excellence in the choral arts and to achieve a gay-affirming presence in the greater Miami Valley. So that's just a great way to get together with people who are passionate about singing and also identify as um, LGBTQ and just really um, be with people like that and have a great community. Absolutely. And 
We'll talk about the Greater Dayton LGBT Center in a moment, which is a wonderful organization here in the Day- in the Dayton area. Um, but I want to say, before we go into that real fast, this is not an all-inclusive list. There no, are, there was so many more things we could have listed. Yeah, we could sit here and talk to you for the next five hours um, just telling you who the organizations are and what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a limited amount of time, so we've yeah. chosen just a few. Um, but I do definitely encourage you to go on the internet, Google Dayton LGBT um, organizations and groups, um, look into non-discrimination policies that organizations in Dayton have, um, because there's really a rich history of LGBTQ um, community and and issues here in our city. So um, while there's only a certain amount of time on the podcast, I would definitely encourage all of our listeners to explore further and you'll be surprised at the depth of what you find. Right. And if you want to go to um, the Greater Dane LGBT Center's website, you can look at their um, resource guide that just lists all of the um, gay and gay friendly businesses and organizations in Dayton. And that list was so long and had almost every single topic you could think of. So looking at the Greater Dayton LGBT Center, um, it is a center um, run entirely by, almost entirely by volunteers, um, receiving support from donors, businesses in the area, nonprofit organizations, and annual memberships, um, of which I would incredibly, uh, I would encourage everyone listening to get an annual membership mm-hmm. um, from the Dayton LGBT Center. Um, they provide really a lot of great services to this community, um, educational things, they provide a place for people to go. Um, One thing that I noticed, I was actually there doing a session the other day. One thing that I even saw was they do yoga. You know, something as simple as coming Mm -hmm. together and doing yoga um, is really a big deal and really is something that can really further our culture. So so something that the Greater Dayton LGBT Center does that we want to highlight um, as our diversity highlight is their Thanksgiving dinner. So I'm going to turn it over to Kayla to talk about our Dayton diversity highlight of the week. Hi everyone, this is Kayla. So we just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Greater Dayton LGBT Center because they are continuing their tradition of their annual Thanksgiving dinner. So this dinner was held on November 23rd, 2019 this year, and they provided turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, and some other traditional Thanksgiving foods that you see around this time of year. And the dinner was free to anyone who identifies as a part of the LGBTQ community. So. This is a really great thing that we see because the LGBT community has one of the highest homelessness rates in the country. And we often see that a lot of the reason for this homelessness is because a lot of people who are part of this community are kicked out of their homes when they come out. And so being able to provide a safe place to go and to give them a family to spend the holiday with is a really important thing that the center does every year. Thank you, Kayla. Um, So as we get into the holiday seasons here um, with the winter holidays coming up, I would definitely encourage you to reach out to your friends in general and provide a safe and supportive environment mm-hmm. um, for your friends of any marginalized group and your friends in general. Um, the holiday time is a time that's very hard for a lot of individuals um, and just having a safe and welcoming place to go can certainly provide a lot of safety. So we are definitely grateful for the Dayton LGBT um, Center for providing that service to this community. I want to say real fast before we head out for this episode, um, we want to advertise our 
NCCJ, Anytown Youth Leadership Institute. We have an upcoming session March 13th to 15th um, of 2020. Amazing to think that we are already in 2020. Yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> um, but we want to encourage high school students of the Miami Valley area to apply for the program. Um, there is sponsorships available. If you want to learn more, you can head over to www.nccjgreaterdayton.org slash anytown. Um, it's an amazing, amazing opportunity for high school students to learn about inclusion and diversity um, while learning leadership skills. Thank you for tuning in to Gem City Diversity. Make sure to come back next time as we dive into our next topic. For more information on NCCJ and diversity within the Miami Valley, go visit www.nccjgreaterdayton.org. Make sure to like NCCJ of Greater Dayton on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at NCCJ underscore of underscore Greater underscore Dayton. And follow us on Twitter at NCCJ Dayton. I'm Emma Scoville, and I was joined today by my co-host, Lake Miller, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>